pick a window. Wow. I don't know about the costume, but that's some set of wheels. Hi, I'm Marv Wolfman, and you're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. You're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast, and I am your host, the radioactive professor of all things comic book, J.C. Carter. Joining me today on the show, my super friends, in the north, our punk pixie, Miss Jocelyn Christensen. Hi, guys. And on the bridge of his own private enterprise, our very own Admiral James Tiberius Batman, Laird Jeff Bell. I aim to misbehave. Did you misbehave? That's the question. Did I constantly? Constantly? I'm a misbehaver. I don't behave. I'm a a loner, Dottie, a rebel. (laughs) You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. For some reason, I don't know why. So I was witness to something uh, monumental last night. Monumental, I say, last night. (laughs) I led everyone in song. Indeed you did. Yes, I did. And then, as we were singing, Jeff dropped to one knee. Just one. (gasps) I'm so mad that you didn't tell me that you were doing that. I didn't tell anybody. It's a surprise. I shut on my aunt for that. Oh my gosh! I'm just gonna pull my headphones a little further away from my ears while you recriminate me. Damn, that's high pitched. Again, I'm so mad. What? I don't. It was. I, look, the more people you tell a secret, the less of a secret you have. I and it understand. needed. It needed to be a surprise. I am the best secret keeper in the whole wide world, though. I wouldn't have told an entire, like, nobody would have known from me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll show you the video next time I see you. Okay, fair. Okay, okay fair. Tell Tiffany I'm so happy for you guys. Jocelyn's so happy for us guys. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. So I have I have played uh, the Beatles b- birthday tune this morning. I have played uh, Older by the They Might Be Giants. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I will good continue one. to just pepper her day with weird birthday songs. I love it. Yeah, because that's what every yeah. lady wants for her birthday. Is her <laughs> is her fianced to be playing obnoxious music all day? Yes. Notice how I didn't say I'm your boyfriend anymore. I know nope. it's all French now. Sacre <laughs> bleu. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. How was the rest of the party, though? I really was bummed. I did message Tiffany because my aunt was coming to town from out of state, so I went to dinner at my mom's. Here's the important question. What state? Washington. Oh, well, then she's fine. You didn't need to spend time with her. (laughs) She knows what indoor plumbing is. She knows what electric light is. It's not like she came from Idaho well, and you got to like all week. So you got to talk yeah. her out of the closet. It's like, okay, it's not, it's not demons. It's just magical fairy light trapped in a globe. Mm-hmm. Idaho, where the no. men are men and the sheep are exceptionally quick. Idaho. <laughs> oh. 
where the septic tank is the wave of the future, Idaho. <clears throat> I gotta say, not only was I impressed you got down on one knee, but you were able to get back up. I hopped back up, didn't I? <laughs> it was like, wait, he's standing again. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, the, the, there were two motivators. The first one was, is I wanted to give her a hug and a kiss. And the second right. one was, it hurts to be on one knee. Oh, so it the, hurts so much now. The pain popped oh me God. just right up. Like, ah, oink, I'm up. Yeah. Don't you get on it's that like, bed. Don't you do it. When I was in my 20s, I was I was on my knee, up, down, all the time, you know. We had a, there was one martial arts class I took where it was like you kind of did that knee, you know, you kind of walked on your knees. Like, you'd, you'd drop a knee down and bring the foot up and then just kind of switch that. I did all that in my 20s, just no problem. Never felt any pain. Day I turned 45. <laughs> the day I turned 45, I went, I, I got down on my knees for something. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had been uncomfortable a little bit leading up to that, to be fair, but there was that was a big what the fuck. And for the last 10 years, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Do you you remember yeah. when I was sleeping on your floor? Yeah. <laughs> I blew out my knees. I mean, basically in Little League Baseball, but it got really bad when I got that job down at the B. Dalton Booksellers in the Southtown Mall. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the time I was in that about a month, every time I stood up or sat down, my knees would go <laughs> like a ratchet. Yeah. And they've done that ever since, and now they're just worse because I'm old. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Anyway, there. yeah, big day yesterday. I'm sorry, Jocelyn. It's okay. You are forgiven, a hundred percent. But I, if I had known, I really would have. I really would have just told my aunt, "I'm so sorry, I can't be there tonight." But... There's something important happening. Yeah. yeah. Not that Tiffany, not that Tiffany's birthday wasn't important, but I also had been at quarters the night before, uh-huh. and my social battery was a little drained yesterday as well. So. No, I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But, I think yeah. that was more to the point. You needed to. You would have. You would have. Uh, you would have take. You would have come in on a on a low tank, just for that. I, but I would have. But I would have. Yeah. That would have recharged yeah. me a little bit to be mm-hmm. a witness. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. I'll just stay out of the loop as usual. It was. There was no loop. You don't. There was no. There was no loop. I'm there was no loop. I know. I know. There was. There was an invite, and then we all got surprised. That is awesome. That yeah. is really awesome, though. I am really happy for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a surprising person. I do surprises. It's true. <laughs> I, I, did I mention there's going to be barking throughout this whole show today? Yes. Yeah. I hey, think you buddy, did. Buddy, I'm recording. You know not to bark when I'm recording. He just he just wants to be part of the show. No, That's he all. doesn't. He, it, him and... Oh, my God. Enough, dude. I'm going to pause for a sec. All right. So... My youngest moved out of the house mm-hmm. and okay. was told uh, if the dog didn't go with him, that the dog would be put down. Um, so everything just kind of went sideways. Um, the house he was moving into, they're like, chill, yeah, bring your dog. Well, when my dog was a wee pup, a cat kicked the shit out of him. Just, mm. just mangled his little face. And... As such, he's not fond of cats, and they have cats up there, and, you know. Ah, that's a problem. So they're like, I'm so sorry, your dog cannot live at our house. 
At which mm-hmm. point I got the weepy phone call. I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's bring him here and see what happens. Turns out uh, Pizza Dog bit him. <gasps> and Ozzy took exception to that, being the bigger dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they've basically spent the last two days just screaming at each other every time they're, they hear each other or see each other. They're just like, rawr, rawr, rawr. Oh, that's so hard. So we've been in a scramble trying to, trying to find some place for... Um, for Ozzy to go, um, you know, because my ex is, turns out, the devil. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you heard oh. me. That was, that was, that was the case for a long time. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, Taylor's going to take him. Oh, that's awesome. And so, that's we're, cool. at, we're at a big celebration last night, um, for, to celebrate Tiffany's mom getting laid 40 years mm-hmm. ago. And, <laughs> and... You know, so I'm I'm already an emotional fucking wreck, and mm-hmm. I'm like, right. I got a big night tonight. I got to be happy. I got to be on, and then I'm explaining to Taylor why I'm I look sad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, blah blah, the dog, the ex, yada yada. She's like, I'll take him, and I kept on talking because it just bounced right off me. I'm like, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's pretty sucky. She says, I'll take him, and I'm like, the fuck? She's like, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's the same way that, you know, she's like, what kind of dog is it? And I said, it's Ozzy. She's like, holy shit, of course I will. And so Aww, I, yeah. in the middle of the celebration of life, mm-hmm. I start crying again. Can't stop. Have to go outside. Have to call my kid. I'm like, we figured it out. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, by the way, I'm getting engaged tonight. If everything yeah. goes well. Yeah, that's right. I didn't tell my kids. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, Kyla. Good. I'm glad Taylor can take him because I was spinning my wheels over here, even though another dog in my life is the last thing I need or want. This is not but a regular have, dog. But I have cats. I this know. Is, but yeah. No, he is a superior dog in nine out of ten ways. Yes. Eight out of yes. ten ways. I know. I remember. He's adorable. Yep. He's a good boy. Yeah. But he does not like getting bit and apparently will not let that shit go. <laughs> he holds a grudge he does he always has it's fair, it's he, fair. he remembers mm-hmm. he liked to taunt me that was yeah ozzy and i never i never got on with ozzy and he liked to taunt oh. me he liked to um he barks at people he likes he to let you know you're there he would wait until i got right to the door like most dogs, as you approach the driveway, they start barking, right? He would wait until I got right to the door. I would turn the knob at, at Jeff's old place. I'd turn the knob and just he's gonna, he, I would jump out of my skin every fucking time and open the door. I'm like, you little shit. And then he's barking at me the whole time. He's got a... You know, damn, stop it. He does have a bit of a bark on him. That is yeah. true. He's... he's yeah. And there's a fucking there's a fucking dog just like Ozzy down the street from me on my walks. He waits until I'm at a certain point. Is they've got one of those big white plastic fences, you know? Uh-huh. He waits until I'm at a certain point, and then it's just, you know, and <laughs> and then barking at me the whole time. I'm like, what is it with you, fucking Australian shepherds that hate me? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> what did I do to you? <laughs> uh, it's probably your Australian accent. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> It's, it's 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 not great. It's Good night, so, fair no. dinkum, and they're like, "Fuck you!" Roar, roar, roar. 
<laughs> the word got out among the Australian shepherd community to get this guy every time. <laughs> you should hear him. All he says is good day. Yeah. Good day, good day, good day. Balls. All right, let's move on. Let's. We let's... also have a yard full of cats, so yeah, not 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 the place for Ozzy here. Yep. <laughs> yep. So if anybody knows, we're looking for at least a three bedroom with a yard somewhere, mm-hmm. and we're to the point now where we'll live anywhere in the fucking valley, no matter how much we don't want to. But we prefer close to you know downtown because okay. we're cosmopolitan. At least, a, at least, a, at least near to a, near a freeway entrance, so you can get downtown. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Let's do some news. Not that we just didn't have big news for Joss, at least. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the news fails in comparison. It does. Exactly. It's, I mean, we really should just end the show now. <laughs> for Asgard. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Norman Lear. Iconic TV sitcom and movie producer, dead at 101. Bless his heart. That means that when he had his midlife crisis in his 40s, he wasn't thinking far enough ahead. No, he was not thinking (laughs) far enough ahead. You know, but uh, one of the things I love um, about Norman Lear is uh, his wacky hat. Mm -hmm. As a fellow wacky hat owner, you know, I felt like we're simpatico. And had we met, he would have given me a writing deal. (laughs) <laughs> but we, we did not meet. I have never met him. But, uh, yeah, this is the guy that brought us all in the family and the Jeffersons. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so much more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely so much, so much more. Um, Sanford and Son, Maude, Good Times. Um, you know, he and Rob Reiner were buddies. Um, mm-hmm. And it is. And we're going to talk. <laughs> well, he and Carl Reiner were basically, you know the same age and <laughs> yeah yep. uh yeah and, and the fact that he was a year older than uh kissinger so there you go henry it doesn't Fuck seem off. fair that he would lives longer than me when i am <laughs> this kind of evil where mm-hmm. is the deal i made with the satan this is my kissinger by the way yeah, that's I like very it. Good. Yeah. a good one <laughs> think about think about lear um particularly with all in the family that is one of the one of the rare times when a show could do social commentary and have it work without you feeling like it was continually beating you over the head. Oh yeah. And um, there was a lot of you know it was like everybody on the, in that in that cast loved doing that show, you know, because uh, for the reasons that Lear created it. And it's like yeah, this is this. This was the first time it's, it's like we're going to create a sitcom, but it's also going to have some social commentary, particularly around racism, because the main character is going to be racist. And we're going to make a commentary on that because he's going to learn how wrong he is every episode. Yep. And even if he doesn't learn it, we learn how wrong he is every episode, even yeah. if he the character never learns it. Right. Yeah. Right. It was groundbreaking. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. And then every show that spun off from that. Jefferson's mod, all those, again taking that on, and and continuing that that story in a way. Yeah, but just a, a selected few. I mean, we got all in the family: Sanford and Son, Mary Hartman, mm-hmm. uh, the Little Rascals movie, um, oh, all in the family, Good Times, the Barkers, Palmerstown, USA. That was a weird one. Archie Bunker's mm-hmm. place, not the best thing he's ever done. 
the Jeffersons, Heart Sounds, Silver Spoons. Oh. Aww. Yeah. So you're going to producer of that. that the Princess Bride. Executive producer there, so we put up the money for it. Here's one right. for the ladies. Fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. I say that on yeah. purpose, because uh, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> I, know, uh, I, I know. I only like it, the uh, parking scene. You already scene said you'd bury me. It is too late to back out. I don't like fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> she the, gasped. The, 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 the movie <laughs> Make it clear, though, that have you ever had the dish fried green tomatoes? Those are delightful. Sometimes. Depends on who makes them and what the batter is. Yeah, you, you got to get the right batter. I have not had one that it, here in this state, I've never had one battered the way I like it. But uh, yeah, the, the parking scene of fried green tomatoes still makes me laugh. So he still has six upcoming projects. Holy crap. That he was uh, the executive producer for. <laughs> the core in production. <laughs> Duino in production, uh, Mary Hartman, uh, which is going to be a remake, uh, wow. Fried Green Tomatoes, the series that's going that's oh, wow. that's done uh, mm-hmm. and ready to come out. Another Good Times because he just did uh, oh what was the um, with the fan with Schneider. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and another one called Clean Slate. Mm-hmm. So busy until a hundred and one. Yeah, still still throwing his name on things at 101. I yep. love it. Um, David McKnight, <clears throat> um, star of JD's Revenge and Under Siege, has passed away um, at the age of 87 after a lengthy battle with cancer. Acting icon, uh, died in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, um, uh, appearing in a variety of movies, like we mentioned, JD's Revenge, Under Siege, Hollywood Shuffle, The Five Heartbreaks, and most recently, Sharing Christmas and... A Christmas for Mary. He also had a lot of television roles. Sounds like Hallmark got their paws into him. Oh, how many people will they destroy before they're stopped? <laughs> That's sweet, sweet Hallmark money, man. Yep. Um, the reason Nights in White Satin's been running through my head for the last couple of days, uh, Denny Lane, uh, who played for the Moody Blues and also Wings, is dead at the age of 79. Um, a long battle with lung disease. Uh, Denny was a great talent with a fine sense of humor and was always ready to help other people, said uh, Paul McCartney. Um, Mm -hmm. And that we had uh, drifted apart in recent years, but managed to reestablish our friendship and share memories of our time together. Uh, Christopher Cross also posted a message. Remember Christopher Cross? Yeah. Sailing. Anyway. (laughs) um, So, yeah, uh, that's sad. it, It makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it turns out that a kissing image in a graphic novel can lead to porn addiction, <laughs> claims a book-censoring activist. Um, <laughs> so here we go again with the goddamn comics code bullshit, the, the seduction of the innocent well, horse shit. Well, this, this bullshit is, is, is really unique. I, I, you know, reading this article, and go, go over to the comicbookpodcast.com. Uh, click on the link for the article and, and read it. Um, so Lana Burkhart is making this claim that at the tender age of 11, she read an illustrated book she got from Scholastic Book Fair that had the silhouette of two fully dressed high schoolers sharing a kiss on stage in Raina Telgemeier's book drama. And after that, she started looking for other books that gave her pleasure. 
I'm like, that sounds like a you problem there, first thing, Lana. Yeah. Um, but as you read the article, you come to find out Lana is now the public relations coordinator at Brave Books. Yeah. Brave Books is a right-wing yep. book publisher that is is going in is is um they want to basically start book fairs to compete with scholastic so she picks directly on a scholastic book she read as a kid and claims it gave her porn addiction all so that this can influence brave books i'm sure she goes places to talk about getting a putting in a brave you know the pta conventions to talk about bringing in a brave books book fair and she's crying about how she got addicted to pornography from reading this book from scholastic yeah it's all horse shit 100 percent horse shit. yeah i'd be reading more scholastic if it was pornographic let's be honest <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah <laughs> the hell oh please go away dumb people so you know if you are of a certain age as the three of us are and uh at least for one of us still have children in schools um you need to uh you know and you're involved in any way in the pta or the pto yeah speak out against brave books if they're pulling horse shit like this it's because they don't have any other ideas on how to make sales they're they obviously have a to me that tells me you have a substandard product that you need sensationalism to try to push period true which is fine with doritos yes and uh, what was it, the monkey, dancing monkey puppy baby? You remember that? That was yeah. Doritos, wasn't yeah. it? Or was that Mountain Dew? <laughs> Do you guys remember that abomination? No, that was that moment of we we're out of ideas. Throw some... And yet they also understood that do something so weird and outrageous that everybody's going to talk talk about it and, re and associate your product with it. So, I'll never yeah. forget. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that commercial. I seem to have forgotten who it was for. It was either it was either Doritos or Mountain Dew. I think it was Mountain Dew. I cannot. I, I'm 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 thinking Doritos, but I think that may be because you maybe because you kind of put that in my head. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're right. Doritos I don't know who was angry. Head. You know, angry dancing puppy baby. I don't know. Where else would you put uh, a Dorito but in a head? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe maybe the lady with the naughty imagination on Scholastic Books can tell me where else you could put a Dorito. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I know it where I'd like, like her to show a Dorito. It was Mountain Dew that had the puppy monkey baby ad. There you go. There you go. Well, wait, well won there. Yeah, and, uh, that's me. Yeah. So, uh, to Lana Burkhart, fuck off. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's no. it for the news. No, graphic novels do not give you porn addiction unless they're a certain kind of graphic novel. <laughs> Even then, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, yeah, not so much. Yeah, if you can't handle your drawn images, mm -hmm. chances are <laughs> your reading's not for you. And, mm -hmm. and I believe that my take on that is, is just because you can't read without masturbating doesn't mean that you should take that away from everyone else. Right. Exactly. Also, what are you reading that you're getting from Scholastic that's giving you a lady boner lady? You <laughs> fucking creep. Seriously, it's, it's she's fucking right wing, and how many of those guys mm -hmm. keep getting arrested mm -hmm. for doing bad oh, things okay. about kids? Yeah, drama, that that book, drama, uh -huh. is mm -hmm. on the is on the banned book list. Because oh. it, it it because it's about um it's about drama class, it's about a theater, you know, a, a high school theater production they're gay people in the book 
I was going to say, if we're talking about a drama cast, we're talking yeah. about LGBTQ folk. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's gays in the book, and so it's been banned. So, yeah, officially it's on the banned book list, so we can... Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, look for it on the shelf at Dr. Volt's No, no, not for fuck's sake. They're yeah. doing it against fuck's sake. Yeah, they are. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Tip your weight, Steph. We're here all week, folks. As well yep. you should. <laughs> As well you should. Anyway, that's still it for the news. All right, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're talking moving pictures. across someone struggling with hunger how would you recognize them would you notice a 16 year old boy who got, got his first job, job not for extra spending money but to help feed his little sisters or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner i am the one in eight americans who struggle with hunger i am hunger in america Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Elena Huffman, Abaddon on Supernatural, and you are listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. nothing wrong with your television do not attempt to adjust the picture what you guys been watching on the the tvs and moving pictures this week just i watched very little of consequence but it does occur to me i did my annual actual pay attention to the movie elf because i love it and i know that others don't but i do and i try to sit down and watch it like an actively watch it but then i play it several more times through the season and just while i'm and about and doing other things so yeah. it's not that I, it's not that i dislike it it's that i've never sat down and watched it and i was where was i i think i was i was at the i was at aloha tattoos and they it was up on the screen when i went there uh -huh. for an appointment you know the 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 preliminary here's what you here's what we're going to do appointment yeah and it was up on screen but it had just started and i saw a film by john favreau and i realized that's a john favreau film i haven't seen What's wrong with me? I need yeah. to watch Elf now. So apparently I got to sit down and watch Elf. I just have never sat down to watch it. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel's in it. What's, What's that? that? I said Zoe Deschanel's in it. So if you have a, yeah. a slight yes. allergy to Will Ferrell, uh, she is the Benadryl for that. Mm -hmm. It's true. But it's I do true. not. I don't like the movie. I never have. That's okay. It's just, it's just, her. it's, you know, I don't know why, but uh, something about uh, happiness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just not used to it. And Will Ferrell plays happy in that movie very loudly. He does. Yeah. Very loudly. Very loudly. But I I felt the same way about A Christmas Story until I actually sat down and watched it from start to finish and actually paid attention. You're going to put so your eye it. out. You'll shoot your <laughs> eye out. Yep. <laughs> you, if You need to watch that one through once. Then once you've done that, <laughs> right. you can now right. just pick and choose scenes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyways, what did you guys watch? Because otherwise, like, things were on, but I didn't pay much attention to any of it. How about you, Jeff? Uh, I watched a lot of Premier League football, and I watched some Champion League football, uh, and then I watched every Jurassic Park and World movie. Nice. Yeah. Why? Um, Just because? Or funsies? Honestly, it was because, yeah, I was at the shop all week. We've been busy as shit. Um what? And uh, and so that was what was on. 
And then yesterday, uh, no, day before yesterday, on Friday, I did all of the Bill and Ted movies. Nice. Yeah, excellent. Ah. So, um, but that's it. Yeah, it's, it, there hasn't been, there hasn't been my uh, Picard rewatches on pause. Um, mm-hmm. Monarch was on pause. So this is all shit I'll watch this week. So anyway, uh, what about you, sir? Uh, let's see. I watched the first three, two or three episodes of Monarch. Um, finally got Angus to settle down and we sat and watched him um, and enjoyed the hell out of him. Yep. And uh, Even now though it's a slow to... burn. They're slow burn. They, but they're so good. Yep. And oh, my God, you were right about uh, uh, Will being so, I mean. Like, you see him with his beard. That's how he usually presents himself to the world. He's got that little blonde beard. Yep. When he shaves it off, he looks exactly like his dad. Yep. 100%. So, Wyatt. yeah, that was Wyatt. that. What's that? Wyatt. Oh, Wyatt. That's right. Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh. I'm like, you keep the beard so that you can, you know, get jobs on your own merits, not because you look like your your pop, but him shaving the beard off, I'm like, yeah, he looks just like his dad. And that was <laughs> that was fun. Um, it's fun, but he talks like his mom. He does. He does. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, then I, uh, and then of course we had the Doctor Who special, the third and final Doctor Who special before the Christmas special. No spoilers. Holy fucking shit. Watch this fucking move. Watch this fucking show. I want to talk about it. You two okay. go watch it. I want to talk about it. Oh my God. This was so good. I have so many questions. Based upon what happens in this show, I have so many questions, and I just, I just want to, I want to explore those questions because I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Was uh, uh, was Neil Patrick Harris good or was he annoying? He wasn't good. He was glorious. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, because I, I we were gonna, seen him. We were gonna watch it, but I, I had to throw a party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we came home from said party and and immediately just sat down and watched it. Uh-huh. Um, and that was that was our that was the rest of our evening because we're boring. We left at like eight. I'm like, we're leaving a bar at eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Well, they were playing. We, they're playing fucking dance music. What the hell? I know there was supposed to be karaoke night. And nobody was doing karaoke, so it was just kind of a dumb night at the bar. Mm. Yeah, we didn't have a band or anything. Well, that was uh, the um, I I wanted to do the karaoke. It was part of my proposal idea. Uh-huh. But because no one was doing it, they didn't have the rig set up. So right, oh. yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna do a carpenter song because I'm all romantic and shit. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There, there you go. go. Anyway, uh, yeah, they, uh, but yeah, this this episode, Neil Patrick Harris was glorious in it. Um, I haven't seen him have this much fun in a role since uh, the Lemony Snicket ones. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was just, he, he was chewing the scenery beautifully. There were moments where he could just deliver, he could deliver so much with just a look. Uh, there's a meme that's going to happen uh, with him saying, that's all right then, because it, it's a thing in the in the show. Um, yeah, it was, it was fucking genius. Watch it before it gets spoiled, because it's going to get spoiled, like, as of now. It's going to start getting spoiled. So you, can, you guys need to watch it. If you haven't watched it, stop, ignore all the Doctor Who stuff on social media. Don't look at it. Watch the fucking show first. Yeah. Because it's it, it's amazing. 
And like I said, I have so many questions. This is again, it's like the timeless child thing they did with in the Chibnall Jody Whitaker era. I'm like, I got so many questions now because this is so cool. It's such a cool idea. I got so many questions that I want to I want to explore. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is really cool. Um, very good episode. I love and it. then that's it. I mean, there's not been honestly, it's been fuck all when it comes to things to watch right now. Uh, the next Doctor Who will be on Christmas Day. Oh, this really? Full, this will be the first full-on Chirigawa, you know, get meets his companion kind of thing episode. Is it? So, is it okay? Do you know? Is it still Disney? Yeah, it's still on Disney. Okay, because all the other ones are still on Max. Right. So it will. Yeah. No. So okay. So how how it breaks down? You want to watch Doctor Who? Classic Doctor Who. You watch it on either BBC, um, BBC America, whatever their whatever their streaming platform is. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's on that. And then they have two offshoot channels. If you have a if you have a smart TV, you can actually watch their their offshoot channel on the live uh, version of on your smart TV. You can actually watch old Doctor Who. They have a whole mm. channel for that. It's not the same channel as the one on Pluto. So you you can still there doc there is a Doctor Who channel on Pluto. They're not the same. I've compared. They don't show the same episodes at the same time. I kind of like the other one, the BBC one, because um, the quality's better. Mm. You know, when you got a when you got a high quality TV, you want high quality pictures, so the quality's a little better. Um, but I still will if I go over to. I'll still flip out of the Doctor Who channel on Pluto. And if, if there's a series I like that's about to run, you know, a serial I like, I'm going to watch it. So uh, so that's the classic. And then if you want to watch everything from the first Russell T. Davies era, the uh, Stephen Moffat era, and the Chris Chibnall era, which basically is Eccleston to Whitaker, that's all on Max for now. Mm, there will probably come a point where it all gets moved over to Disney we're waiting. Meanwhile, all new do new new who is going to be on <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah. So Shudigatwa and of course these David Tennant specials. So Doctors fourteen and fifteen uh, effectively are now on Disney Plus. And uh, like I said, they'll probably move the other ones over. I have no idea if they'll if if or when they'll ever move the uh, the originals over. Uh, we talked about this, I think, a week ago. There was a feeling at the BBC that um, if it's paid for by Disney, they want to put it on Disney. They'll they'll let it be on Disney. But whereas the other specials, which I have got to see a couple of those, we'll talk about that. Um, those other specials, they ran them on BBC and then on iPlayer because they're like, it's for the license holders. They're the ones who paid for this, not... Uh, anyone else so i i don't think old i don't think classic doctor who will be anywhere but on something the bbc controls to be honest so that's just going to be the way it is um yeah the uh the they have these these other specials for the 60th anniversary uh basically uh it's the doctor and a one and his and a companion meeting in a in the tardis memory room I didn't know that TARDIS had a memory room, but it's a pretty big ship. It's got a lot of rooms. It does. Um, and uh, they're both, you know, very old. 
and they they start talking and then you watch an entire serial episode cut together without the you know the big cliffhanger and then the and then the fucking five uh, sometimes five minute recap before you got before you started the episode again so it's only about they were, they were only about 90 minutes long with the chit chat between uh the doctor and his companion uh at the beginning so you had i i've, I've only watched two of the three uh thanks to a friend who yar helped me get them um but the first one is uh davison uh meeting up with uh i want to say tegan and they sit and chat about they start talking and then they we see Earthshock, which to all classic Doctor Who fans was a glorious episode because that was the death of the worst companion ever given to the Doctor. So you Jason kind of almost Todd? cheer that he dies. Um, <laughs> and then um, and then the, the second one uh, was uh, Zoe and Jamie meeting up. And this was this one was rather touching because at the end of pat troughton's uh series they the time lords erased they sent joey and Jamie back zoe and jamie back to their original to their own times and own worlds and erased their memories mm-hmm. of their time with the doctor so them coming into the memory room they suddenly remember all of it oh wow and then they, and then they have a then they they give us a kind of a they show they we go into kind of this this one of the weirder episodes very similar to the Toymaker episode in the original uh, Bill Hartnell stuff. And of course, he's we've got the Toymaker again now in this final uh, special for the 60th anniversary. Because um, that's uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character. And it's it was it's just a, it's a surreal world where story um, is is everything. And it was it's such a cool episode. Um, it's also an episode where, uh, Fraser Hines, who played Jamie, um, got sick or hurt or something and couldn't film for like a week. And so they replaced him with another guy and they had to come up with a clever way to get the other guy to replace him. (laughs) (laughs) It's such, it's it's such a weird little episode and I just love it. And the fact that it's about, you know, you can just sit, it's like watching a movie. You can just sit and watch it. And I'm, I'm like, I think I'd like to find some of these. If I can get them on cut, if I could get them cut together like this, I'd love to love to find them and watch them because that that was the easiest way to get through. That it sounds all. pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, and then the last one is going to be a uh, Colin Baker. Uh, so it's the Sixth Doctor. He meets up with Perry. I hated Perry. <laughs> My God, I know a lot of people loved Perry. I fucking hated her as a companion, and uh, and uh, we've got the Sixth Doctor who was the one doctor whose performance I just, I just disagreed with Colin Baker's portrayal of the, of, of the doctor. And so it's like, I, I haven't gotten around to watching that one yet. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I mean, I'm nostalgic for it now, but at the same time I watch those episodes and I'm like, uh, Jonathan, Nathan Turner ruined the, ruined the series as the showrunner because he, he took out all of the stuff that made it fun in my opinion. Um, he dumbed it down or leveled it down so that it was more appropriate for primary school children to watch it than the people who were actually watching it, which were uh, teenagers and young adults. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, and he also was big into the costume 
That's why ever nobody ever changed their clothes after <laughs> after he took over. It's like they got one costume. The doctor always was in one costume, and that was it. So yeah, it was it and it was never a nice. It was never a good costume. He was. Uh, they have a in Britain pantomime is is referencing a, a very specific type of theater. Mm-hmm. Um, the pantomime horse is the f- most famous thing that came out of that, which is the horse costume where it takes two people to be the horse. Right. And one person has to bend over and grab the waist of the other person, and because they're the they're the butt of the horse, and then the other person's the head. That's all that. That's where all that comes from. And I think he was trying to bring pantomime into it, which again is appealing to young children, not to adults. And so it was. He kind of ruined Doctor Who, in my opinion. <sighs> But now I've talked enough about Doctor Who. Let's dive into some news here. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. There's a new Jay and Silent Bob movie coming out. Um, we don't know yeah. we don't know much about it, but uh, Kevin Smith confirms that he's working on a new Jay and Silent Bob universe movie. That means it falls into the View Askew universe. Screen mm-hmm. rant, get your shit together. Uh, joking that it's he's doing it because he lost a bet with Muse. Um... Yep. <laughs> Seems like a good reason to make a movie. Why not? Yep. Yeah. Why not? Um, but yeah. So uh, the duo got their first chance as a central focus of uh, the movie Clerks, um, and then they came back and did Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back, um, and then 2019's Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I mean, it's just I don't care. I'm gonna go see it. They weren't the central focus of the movie Clerks. They were the they were the surprise add into the into the movie Clerks that we all were like, no, we want these characters everywhere. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yep. they they weren't the focus of his first three View Askew movies, but they're in them, <laughs> and they're the and they're everybody's favorite scene when got, they show up in them. You got Clerks, you got Mallrats, yeah. you got Chasing yeah. Amy, um, uh-huh. Clerks Two. What else were they in? Um, um, Dogma. Dogma. See, Dogma is where they took center stage for the first time, because they were they were they were just as important as um, what's her name's character, you know the the atheist Catholic. Um, they were just as important as her character in that in that show, and they were and they were with her pretty much through the entire. They were with her all the way through the movie. Oh, um, yeah, so that was the first time we really had a Jay and Silent in in one way a Jay, Jay and Silent Bob movie. Until they did Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, um, yeah. Then uh, Clerks Two, they just sort of they're there again, like they were in the past, but they had a much bigger role, much bigger scenes in Clerks Two. So yeah, Disney gives up on the Marvels. Studio will no longer report the title's box office, which is the lowest in Marvel Studios history. But one no, bomb, not. one bomb in thirty. <laughs> is obviously pretty fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Marvels failed to crack the $100 million domestically, and it's only barely flirting with $200 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's fucking wonderful. It is a great little movie. I know. But yep. that means it's going to be streaming sooner. Yay! Yay! That's the best part. Yep. Um, so... Just to be clear on all of this so that everybody's aware, I've I've looked into this because somebody threw a meme up and I was like, is that right? And I've actually I've looked into it and it's right. This was the largest domestic opening for for November 2023 was the Marvels. Yeah, it it outdid that Hunger Games movie that had come out it, that came out in November domestically. They had a bigger opening in 
because they opened they opened the Hunger Games movie first in Europe because it's more popular there. They had a bigger opening in Europe than they had here. Mar- the Marvels still outperformed them domestically here because uh, the Marvels made forty six million. And the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes made forty-four million. Oh wow! So, so they out they outperformed them. It was the highest domestic gross, other than new than other new films on three thousand screens, and that included Gran Turismo, Shazam Two, Blue Beetle, Napoleon, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Creator, and as I said, domestically, it even killed um, uh, the 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 Hunger Games movie. It had an 85% audience rating. Yeah. An 85% popcorn rating. That's higher than Quantumania. That's higher than Iron Man 3. Higher than Eternals. Higher than Thor. Higher than Captain America. Thor 2 and Iron Man 2. <laughs> These, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy because you look at the, the, the Rotten Tomatoes rating is like 60, I want to say 61, but it may be a little higher. But it's still right. in the 60s, the Rotten Tomatoes. So that's critics blasting it, right? The audience rating is 85% or better. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, like, because you go see, you actually go see the movie and don't just listen to what other people say about the movie. You go see the movie, you're going to enjoy the movie because it's a fantastic film. Yeah, it's a great movie. Go see it, everybody. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Jeez. All right. Uh, Disney. Is putting a big delay uh, on one of its series. Bet you can't guess which one. Nope. Marvel? Nope, not that one. <laughs> uh, it's not. Uh, this is a Star Wars series problem. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Andor. Andor is not coming out next year. Mm. It's, they're only doing two seasons, and they've greenlit season two. They're just not releasing it next year. Mm. So Lame. that sucks. Suck it up. Yep. Yep. Uh, Florence Pugh was hit in the face by something while promoting <gasps> Dune Part 2 in Brazil. Um, the actress was on stage uh, with her fellow Dune Part 2 stars when an object was thrown in her direction, seemingly from the audience, and hit her in the face. <gasps> right in the face, yeah. It was Who- like a pen or something. Yeah. Whoever did that can fuck right off. Look at right. all the other dudes standing there. Was that Timothy Chalamet? Hit him in the face. Look at him, <laughs> this smug fucker. Yep. Ugh. Dennis Villeneuve, who let us know that Dune Part 3 will be delayed by three or four other movies before that. Hit him in the face. Uh, He's got it coming. Hit him in the coming. face hard. <laughs> Just saying. Florence Pugh. Pugh alone. She is an international oh. treasure. Do not chuck things at Florence Pugh. We love her. I know. She's a wonderful actress. I saw her on the Bear Grylls thing, and she was a lot of fun in the survival situation. You know, (laughs) she's a nice kid. She, like, takes her top off with no argument whatsoever. Come on. (laughs) Timothy Chalamet was standing right there. Okay. If you didn't mean to, if you meant to hit, hit Timothy Chalamet, work on your aim before you start throwing shit at the stage. That's all. <laughs> True. I don't know. Do they? Do they? I can't remember. Maybe they kiss. Maybe it was a jealous Chalamet fan. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. If maybe. I can't have him, no one will. <laughs> I sent you postcards. I'm uh, trying to get at you. <laughs> all right. In a 
in a clickbait article mm-hmm. headline that to me says the opposite of what this headline is trying to yeah yeah <laughs> doctor who gets more than 100 complaints over the inappropriate transgender character right. tens of millions of people watched this fucking show and they got like a hundred that's it yeah. jesus christ yeah. that was my i can't thought. i was like just a hundred people know- complained and yet, how many times have we seen uh, in Hollywood, in, in just any little, any form of entertainment, you get a couple of complaints and all of a sudden you're rethinking, they're rethinking everything and changing it. Right. And, and apologizing for what they, the content they put out. Whereas you, you're like, uh, look at your total numbers of people who didn't complain, who thought it was great. You know, I mean, how many of us have praised that for that episode of Doctor Who for how they handled Rose and 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 the whole the everything going on with Donna and, and all that? That was so fucking brilliant. And yeah, one yeah. hundred. Yeah. I fart on a sidewalk. I get more than a hundred complaints. <laughs> and that's with no one around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Uh, Foundation over there on Apple TV has been renewed for season three. Uh, as the guy who watched seasons one and two, I'm actually excited about this, if for no other reason than Lee Pace's fucking guns. Kong Kong. That dude is just everything you've seen him in from the fucking pie show to mm-hmm. now will not prepare you for how jacked he is in this show. You know, I mean, he looks he looks like Hemworth sculpted him himself. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. But yeah, yep. no, that's coming back. Uh, it's got uh, what's his name's kid in it? Um, Richard Harris's kid, whose name I suddenly can't remember. Robert, Jared, 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 Jared. Jared's in it. Lee Pace is in it, and then a bunch of people I don't know who are fucking wonderful. The whole mm-hmm. show is just full of good acting. Yes. Um, and then finishing up last week tonight with John Oliver, which we were told was going to end this season. Yeah, we were told that he was uh, going to retire. Yep, just renewed for three more seasons at HBO. So he probably went, oh, mortgage. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, my children are teenagers now. I need more money. <laughs> yep. yeah. But I don't care. I'm delighted. I can't wait to see what happens. I, I love watching Last Week Tonight. Um, I get what happened with Jon Stewart, that uh, you know, doing it every single night. As often as much as they did was was is going to burn you out, but this, you know, with John Oliver has been just wonderful. Once a week, just perfect. And I wish, uh, since Apple is dumping um, the problem with John Stewart, I'd love it if Max picked that one up too and threw it on there. Yeah, you know, that'd be nice. Apple got a little tired of John Stewart making fun of Apple. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for the news. All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're talking comics. My name is Peter Davison. I played the fifth Doctor, and you're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. 
visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me on the world's greatest comic book podcast. Wah, wah, wah! Let's uh, have some comic book news. Comic book news it is. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Uh, Marvel has canceled um, Avengers Inc. Um, I want to say I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I bought it because it's an Avengers title and that's what I do, but I, Mm -hmm. I have not had time to read it. Oh, look at that. I I like the book. It's a weird concept. I was curious to see where it was going to go. You know, the idea of this, of all this, where it's going to go. I, I'm, it bothers me that with them canceling it and letting it go through issue six, either they won't resolve the issue or more than likely it will be a rushed explanation of how it all worked out. Yeah. You know, um, I just like the idea of, of the wasp, Janet Van Dyne, the wasp and uh, her worst enemy ever being embodied by this other being calling itself victor shade which was basically the vision and it uh you know she they're they're out solving crime you know solving mysteries they're they're detectives so it was kind of an absurd idea and i was like i don't like this idea but at the same time i'm kind of hooked and i want to know where it's gonna go so yeah and the art was really good so yeah it looked neat as shit that's why i've got Mm -hmm. it in my hold i just you know it's, it's busy. Mm-hmm. That's all. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Do, 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 do. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Title will be celebrating its milestone 300th issue this March. As nice. much as I hate McFarlane, it seems like a really good time to ask him to do a cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't know if they're going to or not because I haven't really looked at all the covers, but it seems mm-hmm. to me that one's just kind of a weird little marketing catch that... I'm mm-hmm. guessing they're not going to do. Probably not. But yeah, 300. Number 18 will be the 300th legacy issue of Miles Morales Spider-Man. Way to go, Miles! Hanging in there. And I've been, I've been with, I've been with Miles nonstop since issue one. Yep. Nice. So for all three, I've got all 300 issues of Miles Morales, or I will when this 300th issue comes out. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, Mark Millar is bringing the Miller World catalog to Dark Horse Comics because apparently you can do that now. Uh, Bendis took his catalog over to Dark Horse as well. Yep. Um, So look for Dark Horse to be making a run at Images Numbers. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, So I I think it's it's great because these were two writers that I didn't discover until I was reading the ultimate comics from Marvel, you know, um, Bendis and Miller. And here they are now just, they've got this huge catalog of, of uh, independent work that they own the copyright to. And they, they're just like, okay, dark horse, you're offering, you're offering me more money than image ever did. Or in fucking Bendis's case, DC ever did, or Marvel ever did. We'll come over here. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Dark Horse is like anything we can put, anything we can do to put books back on shelves and get people to remember we're still here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what it is. Anyway, that 
is it for the comic book news. All right, well, uh, let's talk about what we've been reading this week. Joss? Um, I read, uh, on brand, of course, Daredevil mm. Black Armor number one. Um, it was a setup issue. It, I, it was fine. I mean, there was nothing huge that happened. Nothing. So it didn't just roll in like you should have read the story back in the 90s and now it's no. just going to roll forward? Yeah, no, Good. I mean, it was. It felt pretty much like a setup. So I kind of, you know, it, it's the Daredevil world. You know all mm-hmm. the characters. You know the yep. players already. They're just kind of setting up what this storyline is, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in depth, a little bit more on Patreon, I can talk about Kill Your Darlings because I read the first three of that. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh hooked me from page one it was really good it's really really good so that's the one i keep getting not in trouble but i keep getting a tisk tisk uh from the from my bosses about that book because i haven't read it yet oh and then i I try and explain that i'm busy you know running a store and right right you know take the time read the books I'm running a store with only one other employee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, how do I take time to read the book? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. So I, I hear it's, it's, I hear yeah, it's amazing. I, it is. It really is. It's amazing. I'm, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I'm hooked on that one. So, what about you, Jeff? Anything this week? No, I haven't read anything this week. Uh, uh, dog drama, X drama, yeah. um, and then the uh, romantic comedy that is the other part of my life. Yes, <laughs> you know, so right, Mr. Grand yeah. Gesture. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, what about you, sir? Uh, I read Batman Santa Claus Silent Night, spelled with a K, Ooh. Silent Night. Um, the first issue, this is issue one. This is so much fun. Uh, basically, Santa Claus is a uh vampire hunter, but a very specific vampire, Norwegian vampires. He's actually, you find out he's been, he was out basically trying to kill off all these things that had come over uh, that had leaked out of, of Norse mythology. And at one point he was part of the wild hunt. Um, and uh, there's just this, this I don't know, it's just great. You've got Zatanna in it. You've got uh, Batman and Robin, uh, Nightwing and Batgirl. I'm sure others are going to be joining. Like at one point he's like, uh, he he. Santa looks at Batman and says, we're going to need more help on this. And Batman's like, once I, when I know exactly what the problem is, I can get very specialized help here. Because <laughs> that's Batman. He knows everybody and he can get, he can get very specialized help. Uh, the artwork is just gorgeous. Yeah, um, it really is. I took a flip through it and I, I was that, very that impressed. That is just beautiful art. Uh, I just love this kind of understated line work that uh, uh, Benoli or Bandini. Bandini is doing on this one. It's very understated, but at the same time, just gorgeous. Um, uh, Michelle Bandini. Her art is just this beautifully understated pencil. Our line work that just lets the colors pop. And the characters just seem... I mean, these look gorgeous. And uh, yeah, just a really good book. Um, It's coming out every week for the next month. Obviously, because it's December. But it's coming out every week. So, yeah, I'll probably talk about it every week. Give you an update on where, where, where Santa Claus and Batman's investigation is going into these one-toothed vampires that are attacking Gotham City. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm one digging it. I'm vampire. digging it. 
Yeah, one tooth. They got one. They got, they got the rat tooth right in the middle. And uh, they so they're like, it looks like a vampire, but the it's only one puncture mark. And it's like, yeah, they're Norwegian vampires. I think Zatanna was the first to say that. They're they're a Norwegian variety of vampire. And then of course Santa Claus shows up as a vampire hunter. Of course he does. But at the same time, every time he meets, every time somebody comes in, he's like, oh, Zatanna Zatara. This address, she goes. That was my childhood home. And then when he sees uh, Dick Grayson, he's like, "Ah, Dick Grayson." He gives an ad. He gives basically the address to the bat to the mansion, uh, the Bat Mansion. And it was just that moment of, "Oh yeah, it's like he really is Santa Claus delivering toys every night, that kind of thing." And somebody said, "Wait, isn't it Christmas? Aren't you going to be busy?" And he says, "Oh, they haven't needed me for that for a long time." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So yeah, it's 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 a fun little uh, piece, and you find out yes, he did train Batman at one point. Well, um, yeah, fun. So not part of the Zadarsky run of Batman getting trained. It was another side thing where Batman got trained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what I read. Um, but you know, today's Tuesday. That means tomorrow's Wednesday. Let's give our picks of the week. You only say hello. So you can say goodbye. These two words must make your life complete. You pick out the hearts that break to make your ego high. And I was just your pick of the week. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot we, we, about we, bacon we, pancakes. We we haven't paused on that one for a long time. We've just gone right into doing our reviews yep. after the news. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we start with Jaws. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Joss. Oh, we're back. I guess Sorry. we, I guess I was we start with for Jaws. Like a, a no. Lead in. No, we were all being very interesting, so I started recording. I'm sorry. Oh, my <laughs> heavens. You got to warn a kid. All right. We are going to start with. We're going to start with mainstream because it's a boring pick because it's a it's a Jocelyn pick. It's Daredevil, you guys. Like uh. it's Gang War is coming out. Like let's be honest, my dare my my next few weeks of picks are going to be Marvel Comics, and it will be a title related to Gang War. I am sure. Um, so Electronachios has been recruited by the Amazing Spider Man to help stop New York City from tearing itself apart. So every mobster and supervillain is going to war. So that's really going to be my picks for the next, I don't know how long this little crossover is going to happen, but we'll, we'll report back next week on it. How about you, Jeff? What's your mainstream pick friend? Uh, mainstream pick. I'm doing Immortal Thor number five. I'm, I'm enjoying Al Ewing's run. Um, nice. And then uh, from DC, I'm doing Twas the Might Before Christmas. Twas the okay. Might Before Christmas. Looks like mm-hmm. Batman and Batmite are going to fight for Christmas. <laughs> got an imp i love it yeah all right your turn sir uh my main street picks this week um you like chips zadarsky yeah yeah you got 125 bucks nope mm, no. no yeah because we got a spider-man by chips zadarsky omnibus Ooh. for 125 dollars this is a full-on omnibus collecting peter parker the spectacular spider-man number one through six and 297 through 310 uh peter parker spectacular spider-man annual number one spider-man life story which was a really good zadarsky run uh one through six 
Uh, Spider-Man Life Story Annual, number one. Spider-Man Spider-Shadow, number one through five. And material from Free Comic Book Day 2017, which was Secret Empire stuff that he wrote for Spider-Man. So, all the Zdarsky Spider-Man in one $125 volume. Enjoy. I I mean, that does seem like a steal for all of that Mm -hmm. content. It does. It does. And for um, from DC Comics, Danger Street number 12. This is it. This is the end of the Danger Street saga uh, by Tom King and Jorge uh, Fornes. And this has been just one of, one of the more delightful Tom King series. Um, lots of characters, lots of moving parts. Only recently did it all come together. And uh, we're finally getting the, the ultimate, the end, the resolution the end of the whole damn thing, and I'm 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 here for it. I'm excited. I really love Danger Street, um, and I also like these stories that you know that Tom King does. It's twelve issues, and then that's the end of the story. You know he's done, and they don't really say, okay, we're going to do a danger a new Danger Street series with a new writing team. They're just like, okay, we're done, right? Because he he ties it all up, and it's like, yeah, I got a great story to tell you, but it never ends. No, this is a we got a great story here, um, and you got to look. You got to look. Go back and look at some of his other works if you if you like these, because um, they're it's fantastic. This one's a lot like his Rorschach series. I've I've said before, um, so yeah, really well done. And then uh, my indie pick. This is a big one for me. Uh, from Image Comics, we get "Where the Body Was" by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. This is a graphic novel. And this is a new Brubaker and Phillips graphic novel um, done the same way they did Re- the Reckless series. And uh, yeah, it's just a full graphic novel. They've decided they're done with the individual issues. They just want to do, they want to write books and put out books. And I'm like, I'm here for this because I think crime stories work best. Crime dramas like this work best in this kind of format, you know, where I can just sit down and read the whole book and enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Right. So nice. I like it. But yeah, this was uh, a boarding house full of druggies, a neglected housewife, a young girl who thinks she's a superhero, a cop who wants to be left alone, and a private detective looking for a runaway girl. And uh, it all kind of comes together in this book called Where the Body Was. Mm. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Uh, but now, let's see. Hey, Jeff, what's your indie pick? Yeah, Jeff's indie pick, yes. Uh, I'm going to do from Image Comics, The Bloody Dozen, A Tale of the Shrouded College. Oh. Um, Yeah, so it's uh, Charles Soleil, uh, Will Sliney, uh, Supernatural Horror Adventure Saga. I'm in for it. I like like Charles Soleil a lot. Oh, I do too. Uh, And then uh, from Titan comes A Call to Cthulhu. This one, uh, this one's been put together by Norm Kanyu. Um, yeah, it says even cosmic gods fear an unknown caller. When Cthulhu, so Cthulhu's phone number. Yeah, when Cthulhu, <laughs> the great old one, receives a phone call in the middle of the night. God damn it! That's how I feel about phone calls. Yeah, he's not prepared for the conversation that's about to take place. Part comic book, part art book, part children's storybook. A call to Cthulhu is a fun, irreverent trip. Through one of the classic stories of H.P. Lovecraft, that racist motherfucker. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a shame, but it really yeah, is. It's I too agree. Bad. 
Yep. Anyway, uh, what about you? Fun. I found three. I'm not usually this big on indie comic. Well, I am, but I'm not. It's rare that I find three in one week, though. So briefly, uh, from Dark Colors Comics, speaking of Kevin Smith, you got Quick Stops number two. Uh, Quick Stops two volume. Wait, holy crap, you guys. Quick Stops two number one. There yep. we go. Um, he's going to talk about how they created movie The Golden Calf. Mm-hmm. And that sounds fun. Um, another just kind of fun, I went, huh, that sounds really interesting. This is why. It's Dexter meets Richard Scarry's Busy Town. It's called Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees, number one. This is a second printing from so IDW. Fucking and then good. also on the cover, the quote is from Patton Oswald, and it says, finally, murder and forensics are adorable. It is. It's a brilliant book. I read, I read the first issue. Did you? I I haven't picked up the second one yet, but I did read the first issue. And I fucking loved it. It's Winnie the Pooh meets Dexter. Yeah. 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 It's scary. It's it's, it's scary a, town. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary town, but with serial killers. Mm-hmm. And then the one that caught me that I really was like, ooh, that sounds really intriguing. Uh, from by Brian Michael Bendis and Dark Horse Comics is Masterpiece. Emma is a brilliant and driven 16-year-old. She's paid for school with her next level inventions, and then she finds out that her parents were criminal masterminds and the guy that they ripped off is hunting her down. So she's going to have to pay their debt, I think, but it sounds mm-hmm. intriguing. It sounds really good. So I'm going to get that one too. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into our TARDISes and we'll give a pick of the future. <laughs> What is your pick of the future, Joss? Uh, we another indie for pick of the future this week from Image Comics, The Cabinet, number one. Um, this is a short series, one of five. It is a tongue-in-cheek adventure series. An atypical teen, Ivani, and Midwestern jock, Trent, teleport across a post-Cold War landscape to collect bizarre relics. Why? <laughs> Well, because they need to summon the arcane powers of a resplendent 15th century or 17th century cabinet to fix a teeny tiny mistake from the last time Ivani used it, unleashing an ancient evil from its prison and accidentally slaughtering her parents. Oops. Oops. I got to fix this. So I think that hijinks will will ensue on that one. Mm hmm. How about you, Jeff? What's your pick of the future? Uh, Pick of the future I have is going to be. Look, there's no other way to put this. The easiest way to read Jonathan Hickman is in trade paperback. Yes. Or or wait till the end and then read all the singles in a row, because if you have to wait a month in between, you're fucking lost, because Hickman is a minutia motherfucker. That's all there is mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But, yes. uh, yeah, this one, uh, the Illuminati must gather once again to stop the maker in Ultimate Invasion, the trade paperback. Mm. Oh, so I'm not go. reading any more of this description because th- it's full of spoilers. Lame. Yep. But all the ultimate, all the ultimate universe coming back stuff, I'm here for it. Especially when you read through Ultimate Invasion and you get to, you get to do the the see Thor from this universe <laughs> being just an utter badass. So nice. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, who's next? 
I am. Yay! My pick is uh, from Image, uh, coming out in February, uh, on February 7th. It'll arrive on February 7th, more to the point. Uh, I love Image that they tell you, this is the day it's coming out, and it's usually they're usually pretty accurate. Um, the One Hand, uh, this is a five-issue miniseries uh, by... Sorry. The One Hand. I just put my hand up, that's all. Yeah, okay. The One Hand, uh, this is by Rom V uh, and Lawrence Campbell. Um, Neo, the Neo Novena detective Ari Nasser is about to retire with an enviable record until a brutal murder occurs, bearing all the hallmarks of a one of the one hand killer, which should be impossible since Ari put him away not once but twice in the years before. And uh, what follows is a deadly cat and mouse game as Ari pursues his quarry down the rain soaked streets of Neo Novena. Ari will stop at nothing to unravel the secrets and ciphers of this case, but each revelation only leads to further. It's further in the dark heart of his future metropolis and Ari's own beleaguered soul. Uh, so this is, you know, basically Blade Runner meets uh, Silence of the Lambs. You know, nice. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be pretty intense, and I yeah, I'm, I'm there for it. So yeah, The One Hand by Rom V. All right, that's it. That is Anything it. Else? Anything else this week, kids? Nothing. All right. Well, guys, you got to join us this week on Patreon. Um, a comic book store owner had himself a little rant on his little... He's got a little uh, YouTube page, right? 40. He, he's got more than 40. 40 yeah. episodes. Oh, 40. What are we yeah. at? 526 this week? Yeah. But he's he's been running uh he's uh he's been running these uh five eighteen. Uh but he's been running this uh comic book store in uh Boston for um thirty years. Thirty years. I've I've actually been I've gone to that store or at least looked into it. I didn't go in. I don't think I went into that store. Um but he's been there for thirty years. He's got a little YouTube channel just to help promote the store. And he went on a rant and this rant has gone viral and has pissed off a lot of people. And we're going to talk about it on Patreon. So join us this week on Patreon at patreon.com slash defend media. And join our squad. Every, everybody joins the squad helps keep this show going and helps keep it free. So you can listen to it on these, whatever podcasting platform you choose. Providing it's one that we chose as well, I guess. Um, that's it. That is it. So I will say, as I always do, until Batman was trained by Santa Claus, make mine Marvel. <laughs> For Hell's Kitchen. For Stan. For Asgard. For Asgard.